Welcome to First Aid Copites, a podcast for Delaware's Liverpool supporters and their friends. Uh, welcome, dear listener. I am joined on September 11th, um, big date, uh, by Sean and Daz. Um, we are here to look ahead at the Wolves game, um, which is now, what, uh, six days away, uh, five days away. Uh, and then we're going to start the conversation about the upcoming Thursday afternoon adventure against Lask. And hopefully the uh, boys have done a lot of research uh, to talk extensively about uh, Austrians, the Austria's third place team. Uh, anyway, thank you, dear listener, for joining us. Um, we'll start part one, away at Wolves. Uh, we had a real nightmare there last year. I mean, I, 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 it's one of those games to try not to remember. Um, but I'll start, I'll start with you, Sean. But we conceded a couple of early goals. I just generally looked, struggled and looked lethargic against a not very good team, actually. Yeah, I'm trying to remember last year's match off the top of my head. I kind of do vaguely. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think based on our recent form, uh, I would hope that we could handle them. You know, relatively easily. I think we're we look much better than we did uh, last year, and um, they haven't looked great from what I can tell. Starting the season, um, they seem to have kind of been backtracking a little bit the last couple of years. It seems from when they had success a few years ago, you know, kind of in top ten teams in the Prem, um, bringing in every Portuguese player imaginable, um, but. Uh, yeah, for whatever reason, they've kind of fallen off a little there. So uh, hopefully we can we can handle them pretty easily. Yeah. Well, I think they must have a, have a fractured relationship now with Pedro Mendes, the Portuguese super agent, because he's not sending them as good a players. Like, uh, uh, I made, made a note that, uh, that they lost. Uh, I'll go to you, Daz, about this. They definitely look better under Lopetegui. You know, there's any question about that. But they lost, uh, what, Neves, uh, uh, Traore, Jimenez and now Nunez has gone to Manchester City. Um, they do have Kalajic back. Uh, I don't think we know much about him because he's had a year out after the ACL. And they do have Matt Doherty. Oh, the fear just runs through me. Oh my God, what are we going to do? So I, I went back and I, I did a, a brief refresher of that 3-0. Um, it started off with that Matip on goal, and if you remember that. Uh but yeah, you the same as me. You probably struck struck it from the your mental record, and, and so I had to go back and and relive that 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 horror. But it was it was kind of a makeshift team. And the midfield consisted of Navi Keita, Steve, uh, Stefan Bejcic, and uh, Tiago. So um, and the the back line was the usual suspects on the outside, and then you had Matip and Gomez. When Gomez, I don't think I think he was he was struggling. At that at that point, so uh, most of I, I feel like most of our games in, in that stretch where we weren't very good, like at the beginning of last year or this this year, came from came from our own kind of shooting ourselves in the dick. Um, like we created a lot of our own problems. Um, I looked at the, uh, the expected goals in that because you bastards have got me doing that now too, but um, there was. I, we they, they were slightly higher than us. I think they were a little over two, and we were a little under two. But uh, we took tw- we had twenty two attempts on goal. Yep. 
so it wasn't like we were shy of, of putting the laces through it, but it was uh, just, I, again, I think once that early goal went in, if you remember last at the beginning of the, uh, at the beginning of last, well, halfway through last season, we just, we were bereft of any type of confidence. And if we went down, like the heads kind of went, drooped very quickly. And then they basically just choked us out. So um, they're a different outfit this year, though. Like to your point, they've, 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 they've kind of coughed up most of their best talent. They've always been like a, a nifty outfit. Um, but I, I kind of went back and watched the highlights against Palace. And that 3-2, they, they scored basically with like their second goal, the last kick of the game. They were down 3-1 yep. at that point. And they just, they don't look very good, which means that they'll come out and have a masterclass against us at home. That always seems to be the bloody way, doesn't it? Um, but I think our biggest woes, and we'll probably get into this, is what, like, what does our lineup look like? Yeah. Just before we close on that, Sean, um, you said they're not playing very well. They were unlucky at United in the first game. Um, you know, even even the PGMOL thought they should have had more from that game than they got. Um, they then looked, uh, from all accounts, kind of just outclassed by Brighton at home for one. Um, they didn't look great against Everton, but they somehow outlasted Everton, which you know I think uh, a couple of poor teams have done now. Uh, and to your point, Daz, about that Palace game. Um, everything I read about that suggested three two was was kind of uh, putting an icing on a on a performance that really wasn't that great. Uh, that Palace probably should have won. I think someone I saw said five one or six one. Um, so um, we... the only thing I'll say there, pulling this up because I watched a little bit of that, that Everton match and I, I I just remember it being a horrible watch. I think yeah. I turned it off. Um, but Everton actually had the higher expected goals, more shots, and they had five big chances to Wolves too. So, and that's Everton, and, and they're terrible. Yeah. So, um, I think that's probably largely what I'm basing on. But also, I mean, the other results haven't been good either. And I, I know, watch some of that Brighton match, or at least the highlights, and you know they just tore them apart. So, um, yeah, hopefully it's not true. And, and then Daz, you know, I, I went back and looked at that match from from last year, I'd, and I, I think that was that was one of the ones where just everything was going against us. But we also gave up, uh, um, you know, like a handful of really good chances to them, even though we had you know most control and more shots. Um, we just weren't very defensively stable at that point, so they took advantage. Um, in addition to the own goal, but you know that's. That, that happens when you're not organized defensively. I think we picked up. Um, so so let's talk about kind of the the, the Liverpool situation. I think if we picked up um, the week after the Villa game, um, I think we'd be very confident. But one of the things that seems to happen around international breaks is um, it's easy to start slow, especially when you've got the early kickoff. Um, but let's let's touch a bit on. Interested in any any of our players' performances you've seen. Uh, I know uh, Darwin had a highlight reel uh, around his performance for uh, Uruguay against Chile. Uh, Endo looked, the bit I saw, looked really good to me against Germany, although Germany didn't look great. Uh, and Sabozlai looked pretty awesome in the, the two games for Hungary. Um, any, anyone else? Or I mean, if you saw more of those games or anyone else you saw? Unfortunately, uh, I didn't get to see too many of the, the international games, and, and part of it's due to my my own blacking out. I just I think that a lot of these international friendlies and this 
they couldn't have come at a worse time for us. They always, they like to your point, they always seem to not derail us, but like we we had it takes us a while to pick steam back up. And it's in one sense it's good because it gives Trent and, and Ibu a chance to 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 get their 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 tired and, and broken legs back up under them. But yeah, uh, yeah I I I generally I, I eschew them for the most part. Um it, I I did see I did see the dribs and grabs of exactly the same like comp comp uh, compilation uh videos that, that people have put together, but I think that Bielsa gets Darwin because I don't know if you remember, guys, we talked about this, but apparently he credited uh, Bielsa uh, with 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 his kind of his, his upturn in form. He, Bielsa said like, "Look, do this, do this," and I think he he coached him from afar as his national coach, and I think I think he gets him, um, and he's definitely doing things differently. Uh, like last year, you couldn't he couldn't he couldn't he didn't he just didn't like to press. And now he's like he's throwing, he's putting himself about. He's he's closing down channels. He's he's harrying. Um, his touch seems to have gotten better too. Sometimes like a five yard pass on on top of the eighteen yard box was then turned into a a, a counter attack going the other way. So it's and then there was obviously Sobislies, like he he clipped that ball across like three or four different zip codes. Um, for I don't think they created a chance from it, but it was an unbelievable ball. It just. He's just quality, and I, I, I think we said this last week. Guys, it's incredible that not that he was not linked with any any anybody. Yeah. So that I, I don't know, man. Long may long may it continue. I don't know. It's a really short sample size, a small sample size for us. But from what I've seen so far, I think this kid kid could be legit. And then Endo, I, don't, I think Endo's quietly done what he was doing like in that game most of his career. He's just very tidy, uh, very economical. Yeah, he knows what he's he knows he knows what he's there for. Let's put it that way. He's one, he's definitely he's definitely one of your your more robust piano carriers. So I'll be interested to see if and how he's employed because what uh, our South American contingent is not back until what Thursday. Yeah. So all the all the uh, go to you now, um, Sean. All of the games are Tuesday night, and Brazil's the latest. It doesn't start till ten o'clock Eastern. So. No, no matter what flight they get, they really couldn't be considered to be back in training till Thursday morning at the earliest. And obviously that's McAllister, Luis Diaz. Uh, and, and weirdly, they're all in, none of them are at home. They're in uh, Peru, Chile, so they're all even Bolivia. further away yeah. than, than they would, would be had they been playing, say, in uh, Sao Paulo or Rio, for, for, for example. Um, so, so that might influence selection, I think. Uh, what, what are your thoughts, Sean? Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, McAllister would be with Argentina, right? And then Diaz would be Colombia, right? Yeah, but the the I think I can't remember which way around it is. But someone's in Ecuador, someone's in Bolivia, someone else is in Peru, and someone else is in well, Chile. Allison's probably with with Brazil, wherever they are, right? Yeah, I think I think they're the ones that are in Peru. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, I mean, I would expect Allison to start either way, but maybe that could impact McAllister. Um, and Diaz, you know, um, but fortunately we have some depth now, you know, we can play, we can start Endo. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the rotation goes moving forward. I'm, I'm kind of anticipating with the midfield, um, you know, we have, it, it seems like McAllister is comfortable playing both left-sided 
eight and defensive midfield. Um, we have Endo to play defensive midfield, but now we have Gravenberch too, who will probably play left side, I would think. And it, I, I, it looks to me like Sabaslai will, will split time maybe with Harvey Elliott on the right side. Um, and Sabaslai's played almost every minute of every game so far. I think the guy's just a machine. So, um, yeah, knock on wood. I mean, I, he, he seems like he, he could just be scary good in a couple of years. Um, almost like I mean, he almost seems – I mean, it's 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 a little bit early – to, to be suggesting, but it, he almost seems like he could be like a Allison Virgil Sala kind of signing where he's just that kind of player for us moving forward. Um, which, which is great. I mean, I, I didn't know a whole lot about it when we signed him. I knew he was highly rated, but you know, the, the fee we paid for him was pretty high. And I was thinking like, yeah, you know, this could go either way. Like Nobby was supposed to be the next best thing too. And then never quite panned out that way. Not that he was terrible, but he never quite lived up to expectations. Um, this guy's like almost the complete opposite. He's come in, just blown everybody away right away. Um, I, I did not see too like much of uh, of any of the games. Um, the only other thing I I, I did see is that uh, it looked like Greece played the uh, Netherlands, and so Cody and and Virgil and Costas were kind of all grouped together, you know, um, after the match and. Um, I guess uh, I guess Endo helped get um, the German manager sacked. I don't know if you guys saw that, yeah. um, he uh, it, and I think a couple of you commented that um, their defense just looked kind of a mess, and it, so it's not that surprising. Apparently, it's been a hundred years or something like that. Germany had never sacked a manager; they always had left on mutual terms. So, uh, yeah, but you know, the, the Germans don't hit me as a group that would be um accepting of you know a, a mess of an offense <laughs> lack of uh organization um so well, some of that was not surprising ironically one of the things that i thought in a bit of bits of the game because i didn't see the whole thing it, it looked like they were missing a holding midfielder you know so so you know the defense was great but they also had, didn't have much of a shield um, yeah. yeah so anyway back from the uh german manager sacking tangent <laughs> Saturday. Um, I mean, thought thoughts about team selection. I'll 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 go to you first, Daz. It's clearly, no Virgil. Not sure about Trent. Not sure about uh, Ibrahim Kanate. No, I, I I did I actually did a little bit of an internet search. I didn't I didn't use my connections to find out from his nutritionist if he was going to be there or not. No, and it's. It, I, I, my sense is that Klopp is going to be somewhat bearish about it. I don't think that he's going to give the he'll give too much away. It's Wolves, so I think I think that that that, that kind of helps. Look, we can't go in there and they're thinking these guys are going to roll over and have their bellies tickled because they won't. Anyone that plays against us is, is playing in a cup final. It feels like so. Uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he rests both both of them, Ibu and Trent. And then I wouldn't I could see him giving Kwanzaa his his first his first uh full full uh, uh debut, first league debut. Um well like from start start, I mean yeah. he's been in the, he's been there before. Um 
and then move Joe Gomez to, to fullback. Andy Robertson obviously comes back in as long as, long as Matip hasn't tripped getting out of bed. I think he's that's probably going to be a centre-back pairing. Yeah. Um, I think to Sean's point... One thing, one thing to pick up on, one of his options, I think, if he does play Gomez at right-back, is to play Simicass in that funny sort of Zinchenko role mm-hmm. that he had him in the preseason. It's, he, he could well do you mean give give Robbo the day off as well that's a lot of change though that that's a tremendous amount of change because I think I, I think he he might he might do something interesting in the midfield it wouldn't surprise me if endo doesn't play um you might give Harvey the start and Curtis the start uh, but again that's so much that's so much change but like he is somewhat hamstrung by his availability of of, of the kids coming back from from South America, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, having said that, like Soboslai will probably get the start on one side, and then maybe Curtis because that's how he started off. That's how he started the the uh, the, the, the Villa game. Um. So yeah, I think, and then up, up front, he'll probably go Gakpo, Jota, and Mo. That'd be my sense because Nunez isn't. Maybe bring Nunez off the bench at the, at the towards the end of the game, depending on how things are going, just as a a veteran ram late on, but yeah, I, I think I think his biggest headache is probably going to be his his defense. All the players you've described in terms of the front three, um, I think Jot is the last of them to play. He's playing today, um, so th- there should be plenty of time for them to recover. Yeah, <clears throat> additional. I, I think he played. He was an unused sub in the last game, right? He he started today. Yes. Oh. Uh, so uh, Ronaldo was not in the team. I don't. I didn't, I didn't hear the backstory. But um, of course, they look like really good without Ronaldo. Uh, what a <laughs> They were four 0 up at half time. I didn't mm-hmm. think the rest of the game. I mean, they were playing Luxembourg. Luxembourg a lot better than Luxembourg used to be. But um, Jota didn't score, but he hit the post and had like multiple chances. Yeah. Well, let's get this. I hope he gets that out of the way now. And when he gets back, he's ready to fire. Yes. Thoughts about team selection, Sean? Yeah, I think pretty close to what, what Daz was saying. Um, I, I think I'll probably go Jota, um, Gakpo, Sala up front. Um, and then did I see something where um, – oh, no, that's that's right. It, it was it was that goofball posted that Nunez got hurt, but it was the wrong Nunez. Nunez, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think I'll probably do Curtis – um, Endo and Salasai in midfield, and then um, Rabo, Matip, and I guess Kwanza with with Gomez at right back. Only because I don't know who else we have to play right back right now because the other two got hurt, right? Uh, so at least, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and Trent's not going to be back, so I think Gomez pretty. Well, we much don't has to we play. don't know about Trent. Um, the discussion um, was it might be one more game than the international break. Yeah, I I, I guess that's what I had. Thought I'd, I'd seen that that he was not going to be available for the first game back, so um, I would I would expect Gomez and um, Kwanzaa, I guess. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't know who else we have available to play right back if Trent is not available, um, unless you you know unless you bring in Simicus to play right back and and um, you know Rabo or Rabo could switch over and play right back. You know, one of those two maybe. But, he never uh, does that. Never done never that. Never does that. 
but but we don't like who else do we have to play there? Yep. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I guess Gomez just plays the full 90. It's probably yep. what you do, you know. Um so Quan, I guess my, my question is Kwanzaa and Matip playing the full 90 at center back is but I mean that maybe that's just who we got, you know. Well, the, I think one of the issues is that Kalajic guy is what is he six seven? He's like he's tall. Um yeah. I think otherwise one of the options might be uh you know, given if we're, if we're right about wolves and you know where they are we probably don't need with a decent defense we don't need a defensive midfielder would you play endo as one of the um yeah that's because endo has played center back now he hasn't done it in a few years but i think okay. when he played in japan i'm pretty sure he played center back a couple you know at least a few times yeah so it's not like he's never played there, but, but why I don't shuffle think the deck that heavily? Yeah, I, I don't think he'll do that. He's already played Kwanzaa a couple games off the bench, so he'll probably just start him. Um, so, you know. so I think it's a big difference between starting away from home. I know he's had those little cameos, but um, yeah, so I'm a bit has that feels um, that feels very unclop like. He says, thinking about the fact that he played Trent's first game at Old Trafford um, all those years ago. So, yeah. so it's, it's just limited on options. I mean, we don't really have anyone else to play right back if Trent's not available other than Gomez. Yeah. And then if Gomez can't play center back, Kanate and Virgil are out. So who else plays center back? Well, Kanate well, might be back with Bodex. That's the. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if Kanate's back, then yeah, it makes a big yeah, difference. But, yeah. but I, think, I, I think I said this already. I think if, if Klopp. If there's even like a, the slightest of doubts, I don't think I don't think he plays either of them. No, not not apparently, apparently Thiago will be ready to play too. Yeah, and and Tich played in the U21s, so he's he's pretty close to being ready to play. I'm 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 not sure if I'm not sure if this is the game for him though. He might ease him in like that last game, maybe yeah. as a sub. I, I don't know, but well, um, McAllister is the one I think that. Is unlikely to play given the travel. Um, I think it might be slightly different for one of the forwards, not having trained and kind of worked on formations quite as much. Um, mm. But I think I think Ryan Gravenberg is a is a shout. Um, yeah, maybe off the bench. Yeah, I, I I think that this this would be a good a good game to use him in. But again, I think Klopp will probably be some somewhat conservative, small c conservative, as Neil Atkinson likes to say. Yeah. Um, He'll probably go with something that's a bit more of a known entity, at least to start off. Yeah, and um, and then and then and then shuffle the pack like on sixty. Yeah. I, mean, I, th- I think I think the number of players we have the ability to bring on now in that final part of games is going to become more and more significant in games that we're not winning mm-hmm. three nil after sixty, um, which fortunately we were last time. Talking of 3-0 after 60, thoughts about score lines. Um, I think the, the selection and the, the international break make this a bit more challenging to kind of think what the score might be. Um, but uh, we'll start with um, Daz, who's, who's so far a pretty good record. Kind of got one right on the nose and a couple that were close. What are your thoughts? Two-one good guys. Two-one, okay, okay. Sean, what's your what's your hope and expectation about this one? Uh, I'm going to go two nil. Okay, All right. So I, I think if uh, with a following win, this could be really comfortable. Um, so I'm going to go three nil because uh, uh, unlike last time, last time when I thought Villa they can score against us, this Wolves team really struggles to score. I'm, I'm going to be sorry I said that. I know, but uh, yeah. there we are. They just got two against Palace. 
yeah. I could just I could see us getting an early goal and then settling in a little bit and then getting a second goal and just and playing it a little bit more conservatively. You know what I mean? Just given our limitations with the lineup. Yeah. Um, well, just um, this points to what we're going to talk about in part two. But uh, I mean, I think with playing Europa League, um, then. It, you know, you can almost throw everything at all of the league games for the first half of the season. So yeah, you need to be you know kind of holding anybody back, which is what makes me think, you know, well, this will be comfortable um, because we've got the players to bring on. If it's not, <laughs> um, well, that's essentially what Arsenal did last year. They kept they rotated their first team for the league, and they were in Europa and they they played kind of a second string in Europa. So they had you know their first their first string squad. Um, you know, fit and healthy for all the league games for the first, whatever, a little bit more than half the year when they went on that great run. Yep. So we we could do that this year. We're resting everybody midweek. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still interested in our, We had a conversation last week, Sean, I don't know if you, you heard it, uh, with Enrique about, uh, I think Enrique particularly, but I think you're on the same mind, does that the salad would definitely want to play in all of the Europa League games, whereas I was quite happy to call it the Ben Doka Cup. I, I think that's. A... <laughs> I think Salah wants to play every minute of every. Well, we'll, we'll, this will be interesting. <laughs> really, I'm actually really looking forward to that. So maybe we'll come back to that in part two. Um, yeah. so there goes part one. Um, pretty confident about uh, a victory away at Wolves. A couple of variables that we would rather not have to manage, but there we are. Uh, it's the end of part one. Welcome back to part two of First Day Copites. Uh, in this part, we're going to talk about Europa League sort of generally. Uh, we will be back before we actually play Lask to, to talk about the Wolves game. Um, also going to talk talk very briefly about Uni, Union Saint-Gilois and Toulouse, about whom uh, I don't think we know very much. But um, we've then got three games in this block. Uh, and I, I don't want to do a deeper dive yet into uh, West Ham, uh, Brighton or uh, Tottenham and Brighton, um, but uh, I would like to get a sense of what your hopes and expectations are about that, this four-game sequence and what would be a good outcome. Um, it is worth pointing out, actually, around those those away games, that that then only leaves City, United, United, and Arsenal away games uh, on our schedule, because we'll have got Chelsea, Newcastle, Tottenham, and Brighton out of the way. Um, so that's. Uh, that, that should make life easier at some stage, and then we'll, we'll touch on some side notes, not least of which is the uh, the as predicted the non move of Mo Salah to uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, yeah, touch on that and a few other things before we're done. So let's get back to um, the Europa League games on the uh, twenty. What is it? Is it twenty first? Is that the right date? Yes, it is twenty first. Uh, we're away twelve forty five Eastern kickoff, which is. Um, uh, not great for people who have a real job, um, but uh, we're playing Lask. Uh, I don't want to give away everything we know about them, but here's what I found out. They're third in the Austrian League after six games. They've got 11 points. Uh, worth pointing out that RB Salzburg, who we played previously, has 18. Um, couldn't, didn't recognize any of the players uh, on, the, uh, on their roster. Maybe there's someone that someone knows about. Um, and I saw a video where they seemed really excited about playing Liverpool uh, when they saw the draw. Um, didn't see much to be concerned about. Uh, 
it's going to be terrible content if you say, I agree with you, and we'll, we'll move on to Union Saint-Gilois. Know anything else about them? Yeah, they, they're called Linzer uh, Athletic Sports Club. Okay. Uh, they are um, they're called Die Schwarz-Weißen, or the Black Whites, and they were founded in August in 1908. Oh, okay. Wow. So that, dude, Wikipedia is a thing. <laughs> so they've become more than 100 years, and I've still never heard of them. No. Yeah. Well, it's not like we've really gone looking for them. Maybe they're well. You say they're excited to play us. Who isn't excited to play us? Even in, in, in the, the deepest dread of knowing that you're playing against Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, and Bobby Firmino, you still had to have some sort of excitement around the fact that you're playing playing against those guys. Oh, I don't know. I just took a lot of joy from the fact that Pep did not enjoy playing us. Um, Pep doesn't enjoy his hair either. That's why he left it all behind. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't do that. I know nothing about these guys. I, again, it's like I, there's. I, I guess it's somewhat sports snobbery or, or football snobbery that like you you learn about teams like oh that guy wasn't half bad. Yep. It's it's like that uh, that scene from Major League with those <laughs> those construction guys like hey these guys aren't too shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So it will afford us the opportunity, and maybe this is the way to, to kind of uh, go at it. I think this will, of all the games, because they they came through qualifying. Uh, I did discover that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I definitely have heard of the team they beat in, in qualifying. I can't even remember what they were called. Um, probably somebody from Moldova or something. Um, but the opportunity to rotate here is irresistible, um, I would have thought. Uh, you can't. It's rigid. I'm butchering it. Z R I N J S K I. Yeah, so you I can do your best. The best was, interpretation of that. That's that's them. Yeah, I didn't. I, I decided not to take that on. Uh, I guess I could. They look Croatian, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. Okay. So anyway, they've not beaten uh, a big name to get get here. Uh, what 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 do you think then, Sean, about um, facing them in a, in a week's time? Yeah, I think we're, we'll probably rotate a lot. At least I hope we do. Um, particularly because the, the Thursday turnaround always seems to be tough for teams. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would expect us to rotate a lot of people. I, I don't know. I, I've seen their name before, kind of thinking like Europa League or whatever. But um, th so they're actually six games into their league and they've won three, drawn two, lost. Lost one and stay level with, with a goals you know, eight goals four four goals against in six games. So based on that, it seems like you know the their uh, defense is more of a of a strength than attack. But I mean that's just going based on that. But yeah, I mean that, I don't have a lot of knowledge of them. That Red Bull Salzburg is is uh, you know kind of always winning. Uh, their league, and um, it seems like they're kind of in that tier just below them with Sturm Graz and, and uh, Rapid Vine. Um, but um, Rapid's a little bit further down now. But Rapid Vienna is the team that beat them. Uh, they used to be quite a oh. back in the seventies and eighties. Rapid yep. Vienna was a name in uh, European football. You would see yeah. that semifinals. Um, I think. They are still they're still in you know Europa Conference and Europa League here and there. Um, I don't know if you know if they're in there this year or whatever. But um, but anyway, that's kind of the level team we're working. I mean, you know, if we were playing Rebel Salzburg, which is like 
you know, the, the dominant team in their league, we would still be heavy favorites, I would think. Yeah. Um, so it, it makes sense for us to rotate. I mean, and that's not to be disrespectful towards them. It's just like that's their levels to this here a little bit. Um, and I, I think I, I, I also <laughs> – I'm not I mean, being we've been in the Champions course. League final how many times in the last six years? Like, right. come on! Like, I, that's not being overly arrogant. Like, we have reason to think that we should be able to rotate against them. So, I, I hope we do. It wouldn't surprise me if like McAllister started, since he might not start this weekend. So, you might have a few like Darwin might start, you know. But I think anyone that's going to start, um you know, on the weekend after, with the exception maybe of McAllister, probably won't start uh, this game is kind of what I would expect. And um, I, I wonder if, if Kelleher will get to start as well. Or no, oh. Would be... no. Oh, well, I just I just thought Kelleher was a shoo-in for this yeah. one. Well, I, I mean, I just, I, I think this Europa League, it, it'll be interesting to see how Klopp approaches Europa League group stays, like how much he rotates, especially with these early matches. Um so we'll see. But I mean, I, I would expect a, a, a lot of rotation. Yeah. We're healthy favored to win the tournament, by the way. We did talk about this last week. Um, so, so we, sh- we should be beating the team that's a qualifier. That's, that's, that's not with that. Um, yeah. the, the one, one final thing. Uh, you, you reminded me in talking about Red Bull Salzburg. Wasn't that, that's the last time we would have played in Austria. Uh, didn't Salah score that goal from uh, that ridiculous angle? Was that- mm-hmm team he scored against we beat them pretty badly didn't we uh it was comfortable away remember harlem yeah. being really ticked off but it was really tight at home we were three nil up and didn't they kick him back to three three I, I, I for some reason i, I kind of remember that people anticipating that being potentially a trap game yeah and we, we beat them pretty handily at their place yeah I, I, look i i know that with the, the i i do somewhat agree with a heavy rotation shout but Klopp's going to be in the business of probably trying to lock it down early doors. So it wouldn't surprise me if he goes somewhat hot and heavy in the first three games. Um, just to see if we can get points so then he can cruise later on because then it's you can you you're not under the cost to try and to try and scramble points later. Um I, I seem to remember that being Klopp's general MO. It may depend on who some of our weekend games are against, because uh, obviously the uh, the Union, Union Saint Gilles is between um, Tottenham away and Brighton away. Um, that, that that might lead him, I think, to play a, a kind of a, a lesser team. Um, yeah. Uh, in fact, I've just brought up the uh, previous visit it was December tenth, um, looked like twenty nineteen. Uh, Nabi Kaita scored. The 57th minute, and Mo Salah scored that ridiculously angled shot from in the 58th minute. Which With his right foot, too. Which I think caused Haaland to completely lose his call, which is very pleasurable to see. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. He has no facial expressions, though, so him being pissed off and ecstatic would probably look exactly the same. He was waving his arms around. I think that was what gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm got the visual for this, but um, okay then. Um, let, let's let's not uh, uh, pull our ignorance about Union Saint Gilles and Toulouse yet. Uh, we'll save that for another <laughs> episode. Uh, we've got three games um, that in the league that are much more challenging than the Wolves one. Uh, West Ham at home, 
Um, they've started really well. Uh, love the suspicion that that's one of those things that happens in an early season. But Tottenham away, I think we talked about last week, could be a challenge. Brighton away almost certainly will be a challenge. Um, what what for you? I'll start with you, Sean. What would be a good outcome from the, that four game sequence? Um, I think we talked last week that te- we'd definitely taken ten points from the first four. Um, oh, is 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 that the minimum target for this one, or uh, you 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 expecting us to, to to struggle a little more and maybe not get ten points or even twelve? So the next um, four matches. So that's Wolves, West Ham, yep. Tottenham, and Brighton. Yep. Um, you squeeze Leicester in there too. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, well, that's the World we, Cup, right? Yeah, I think yeah. we talk about them some other time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll win the next two relatively comfortably. Even though, and West Ham have looked good early on, but playing at Anfield, I think, is a big yeah. advantage for us in that one, especially how we've looked. Um, the, yeah, the, and I, you know, even though Brighton are, are very good, I, I, Based on how we've been playing, I think we'll be able to handle that, especially if we have a fully fully fit squad by then. Yeah. Um, the Tottenham away one is the one that I think is a little tricky. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think ten points out of those four would be a good result. Um, I I would right now if we got a win in the other three, I would take a point away at Tottenham just the way they've started the season. Um, yeah, you know they. they Play a little, little bit of a crazy style, but they're they look like a really dangerous team in terms of scoring right now. So, just just to say though, we talked about this last time, and Enrique brought up that they've had actually quite an easy schedule, Tottenham, um, mm-hmm. and that we may be kind of keeping more praise on them than they deserve. Um, but I, yeah, interesting match, definitely an interesting match. They, um, yeah. So the draw against Brentford, they handled United pretty pretty easily. Um, and I, you know, yeah, Bournemouth, Fulham and Burnley are, are, are not, uh, you know, any kind of elite team. I mean, you know, Bournemouth, yeah, they should be beating them. So no, he's right. Um, I think what's standing out in a lot of people's minds is just how easily they beat United, but United also don't look that great right now. So that's yeah, yeah, a fair point. I mean, like they have look, chances in that game as well. Yeah. So the other thing to keep in mind is that, um, They'll be playing at Arsenal the week before, okay. um, so that could that could have a big impact on them one way or the other. Um, if they lose against Arsenal, you know, it might be it might nick their confidence a little bit. Um, but yeah, that and I'm, I'm actually look. I, I think that'll be a really fun match to watch as a not a neutral observer, but you know that that North London derby should be good this year. Sure, is that the, that's the weekend we play West Ham? Is it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The twenty fourth. Okay. And, and then we play Spurs on the 30th. Yeah. Yeah. Now they do have a week off in between, but um Yeah. You know. And and I think I think uh you know Postacoglu has a reputation for being completely okay with having mis- making mistakes and slipping up. It's about it's about, you know, to coin that much used cliche, it's about the process uh mm-hmm. and the way they play that's important. He hits uh, me as like a little bit less uh, like like a like a less crazy or frenetic version of Bielsa, um, you know, just the way that they like to play. But it's it's Bielsa esque a little bit, like the way you know they're just very open, a lot of a lot of movement. Um, yeah, and I've I've heard that too. I mean, he's he just in in the first year he's at a club, he really just wants them to kind of learn the system and 
Um, Wait, did you say first year at the club? What's that? Did you say first year at the club? How many how many managers have they gone through? (laughs) Oh well, yeah. Well, I just I I know Pasa Coglu. I think he's he's almost Mourinho asking that like he only stays at clubs for like two, three, maybe four years. I think he might he might have been in an Australian team for four years, but he he hasn't stayed any place for all that long. Um, But typically in like you know the second year he's done better than, than the first year. so That's certainly um, true. The second year thing, he's won quite a few of his championships in the second year. So what, what, where are you, Daz? Uh, are you kind of going to take eight points or uh, are you expecting more? I I never like playing West Ham, even if they're absolutely shite. They just, there's something about them that they're just one of those teams that's, that it seems, and again, this might be just old muscle memory stuff that's that sticks with you but they always seem to make stuff jammy like we i went and watched them when suarez was still playing for us and they had that big welsh center back and they just just the time wasting and the it's it's just it's a it's a horrible game of football to watch in general um although that like i know that we have done them a couple of times and we've given them we've given them enough enough to think about that we're, we're actually quite good but I, I don't know. Like it's it's just it's one of those games that I I, I really don't look forward to, and I think it's probably going to be a, a, a jammy game. Um, Spurs Spurs actually look uh, like they're fun. They've been fun to watch. To, to, to Enrique's point and your point, that yeah. yes, like they've been the games have been somewhat more wide open. They played against a very 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 average and underperforming Manchester United, which is, uh, but they won. You know what I mean? Um, they've got the wind in their sails. Uh, they play Sheffield this weekend, so that's another kind of soft match for them, you'd think. Um, that they, 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 they're, they're more of a swashbuckling team right now. They're kind of they're fun to watch, and I think that that Ange has, has been given that license, maybe like just make it interesting, if nothing else. Don't make it dire, and he, and he's done that. So um, it's at White Hart Lane too, right? Part by removing Dyer from the uh, the playing team as well. <laughs> Is that yeah? So he knows what he's doing. Um, I think that I think that that'll be a fairly frenetic game. Um, I could probably see us coming out with a draw in that one. Mm-hmm. I'd fancy us to beat West Ham, but again, like it's they're just they're, they're playing on they're playing on emotion right now. They're playing on on they got they've got their tails up. Uh, Wolves, I think we should win. Um, who do we have after that? So, so the sequence is uh, Wolves, West Ham, uh, Tottenham, and Brighton. Brighton, dude, this could be this could be five points because as Brighton's Brighton's tough man. Like, like they they lost to they lost to West Ham was was one of those inexplicable ones. If like West Ham had one shot on goal and like twenty percent of possession and they were winning one nil at half time, yeah. it's. Uh, I was in, like they should they they should have won that game, but it's that's why you watch right. You don't play football manager. That's why you play the game. Um, I, I I feel I feel very very conservative about that where where we are at this. I think it depends on on who's available. I think if we have a, a, a full squad, it's we're not get, we were not going to show up the same in the same fashion we did against Brighton last year because uh, we got pantsed. And I know that clock. Is a proud man to a very real extent, not hubristic, just proud. I, I, I know he's going to set the guys up. Like we're not doing that again. And in fairness, I, like we've, 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 we've handled adversity really, really well this year so far. 
going one nil down to Newcastle, then going down to ten men, and when coming back and winning it too. Um, the same with Bournemouth going down to ten men and scoring a goal, like uh, with with ten men, they were arguably look better in the next ten minutes. The, the the ten minutes after we went down to ten men, so I I don't know. It's like it's again. It's like it's I generally tend to be a little bit more conservative about specifically based on what happened last year. So I I don't know. I think I think ten points would be ideal, but there's every chance it could be five. So I'd lo- love it to be 10. I could see it being eight. Um, five seems, uh, I don't know, given the way they, they played, seems slightly pessimistic to me. But uh, hey, you, to your point, they have to play the games. Um, One thing to throw out there with West Ham is that the week before they play us, they play Man City. And then they play in Europa League midweek. Um, they play they play both of those games at home, but still. Um, Were they so- playing Europa League? TSC Blacks Tabola Tabola. Hopefully they're in Kazakhstan, but do we know where they really are? <laughs> but they're in Serbia. Uh, but they're playing in London for that oh, game. Okay, yeah. all right. So, but they, yeah, but the immense city match and then having Europa and then coming to Anfield, you know, that'll make it a little bit tougher for them, I think. Yeah, yeah, because even though they've added players, they've not got a huge amount of depth, have they? Uh, it's, it's again. It's like I said earlier. Like they just, it's they just stymied. They, they're just not. They're not. They're not, they're not fun to play against or a fun watch to match. A fun match to watch. No, and they'll no. just do that. They'll they'll do what they do. They're just like two banks of five essentially in front of us. That's yeah. Moyes' ball, right? Yeah, it totally is. Uh, it, it's without Craig Dawson though, who we will be meeting this weekend because he's now at Wolves. Um, he, he always seemed to be a bit of a thorn in our side. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure the data doesn't bear that out, but there've been enough instances of him either stopping us or scoring against us uh, over the his 50 year career. Um, to, to <laughs> <a bit confused. laughs> when he's been going forever, hasn't he? I know, Craig Dawson. Yeah, and I, I hear you on Brighton. We're playing at Brighton, Dallas, but I just feel like um, I, I, you know, and it, it could change, but I feel like we look pretty good, and I would expect us to start clicking a little bit more, even because. Um, we've done a lot better defensively, which I think probably has a lot to do with our, you know, high press improving. But also, I, I think we've just done a better job handling things defensively. Organization all seems better. Uh, we're not giving up as many big chances. But mm-hmm. um, you know, in addition to that, I actually think our midfield hasn't really been clicking the way that I think it can. And so, if that starts to happen, you know, we could get we could get scary good, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty optimistic right now, and I realize that it's early days, and you know we might have a blip here or there. But um, I like, I really like what I see so far, and um, you know, excited to see more. Oh, quick update: Jota must have heard you because he scored two goals in the nine nine nil win. Took my thunder away. <laughs> that was going to be my next point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. In the 57th and 77th minutes, it says here, they won 9-0 without Ronaldo. Yeah, well, yeah, funny how when you take Ronaldo out of the team, they still score a lot of goals, just other people score them. That is, I mean, that is a fantastic football team. They don't need someone up front who's laboring around, not contributing to the press. Yeah, I, I've, I've kind of disagreed with the Ronaldo narrative with Portugal for a long time now, including when they won the... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I I think they've had good players in that team for a long time now, and Ronaldo seems oh. to get all the credit. 
they're uh, I mean they're, they're forwards are just uh, incredible. They've got Rafael Leao. They got the yeah. guy who just went to PSG Ramos, um, and and they've got Jota and there's other people as well, right? I'm, I'm blanking. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Yao Felix, yeah. It's like yeah, Kim Horta, yeah. Unbelievable level of talent. Um, yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> part of me wondered. I didn't know why Bernardo wasn't playing. I was part of me wondered whether this is in order to get out of of having to pick him. Roberto Martinez had someone kick him in training. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I, I looked at that England result, you know, the other day, and and right. I, I immediately thought of Trent, and then I looked at it, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right, Trent's not playing. Right, right. Um, well, you know, so maybe they missed him. But slight tangent onto onto England. Uh, the two games that Trent played in midfield. Uh, England looked really slick. They looked awful against Ukraine. It looked that's so what I that's what I heard. That's what I was yeah. That's that's what I thought of. I I'd forgotten for a second that he wasn't playing. I was like, oh okay, well then that makes sense. And strangely, all these people kept talking in, in the review of the game. Oh, we can't pick Henderson anymore. No, no, no. We can't pick Maguire. And none of them mentioned, but you could pick Trent in midfield. <laughs> looked pretty good for the two games you played. Yeah. Anyway, um, short memories. Convenient memories around Trent, I find. Uh, a couple of other things before we're done. Uh, we spent a bit of time last week talking about Mo Salah, and as predicted, he did not leave. Um, I did read a lot about Sky being very upset that he didn't leave, given it fueled their coverage uh, after the transfer window closed for another week um, to keep <laughs> up Mo Salah. Um, there seems to be, and, and we'll, we'll do this briefly, but there does seem to be some noise around. Well, he's he's definitely going to go uh, January, and uh, and you know, worst case next summer. Um, and I I have not seen anyone anywhere say anything of substance that would suggest that was true. Have you? No. Yeah. I'm like the the guy who's the what the guy used to work at Chelsea, who's the CEO of, of Saudi Arabian League. Like apparently came out and said, "Oh, we'd really be interested in bringing Salah to Saudi Arabia," and I saw several stories built around that. Um, nothing built around anything from the player, his agent, or from from Liverpool. Well, yeah. most of it's been a class act. Yeah, yeah. His, 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 his agent's a bit of a ball bag sometimes, but it's uh, like Sean was saying earlier. He wants to play every minute of every game. He wants to break every record that he possibly can. It's the money's important to him, obviously, but. Like he could have gone, he could have gone somewhere else for more money, probably. Yeah, but he chose to sign a contract with us. So there's there's more to him than just than, than just than just than just chasing chasing money. Chasing I think the money. difference with him with this, I, I I do expect him to go next summer. Um, the the Saudi league obviously wants to bring him in. The difference with this is that, you know, um, he's he's from that part of the world. He is Muslim. He's the most well recognized maybe Muslim athlete in in the world. Period. Um. So it doesn't necessarily have to be all about money for this move for him. You know what I mean? Like he's he's moving, he, he'd be moving to his part of the world. He'd be kind of the face of that league if he went there. I, I would understand him moving there more than almost any of the other players, to be honest with you. And and he's probably better than all the other players that have moved there. So that's 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 why I just I, I kind of just think that it's you know, you just put two and two together and it just it seems like it's it's likely to happen and they came in um they, they were clearly trying to get them at the end of the window this year well so, they, did, they made a verbal offer which liverpool said no to uh, well no right because well, it was too late in the window i i wonder if they had, if they had made that offer over 200 million in june if we would if we would have taken it 
well, because we just we had no there's no way for us to spend that money for the we, our window was already closed I mean, a couple so, of things I would say about your observation about him going there because it seems obvious. Um, there is there is some tension, particularly around uh, football, between Saudi Arabia and Egypt. Saudi Arabia have, have hmm. claimed that they're um, they've they've overtaken Egypt in terms of uh, of like the being the hotbed of soccer in the in the region, um, and that apparently hasn't gone down very well in Egypt. And I'm sure he's very aware of that. So. Yeah. Uh, there, I mean, there are more subtleties around that. I think the, the the thing, the plain thing, next summer is like we either need to sign them up again, or um, or we need to find someone to 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 give us lots of money. Um, I think that's the the biggest issue because I think we talked extensively about this last time. I mean, why, why would he go there? I mean, at this point in his career, he could achieve so much more. I mean, winning the Saudi League, you know, is that going to be high on his resume? Um, I doubt it. Well, the tra- the transfer the transfer mill hasn't necessarily stopped. I don't know if you've seen, but now there's the Athletic is saying that we like Jared Bowen. They're saying that it could be potentially that um, what's his face from Real Madrid could be could be a Vinny Junior could be an option, and or we have a real shot at at at, uh, at, at Kylian Mbappe who's out of contract next. I'm like Jesus, can you guys just go away? Like please, just go away. I have read this piece before we get carried away on that. I've read this piece. This is the data analyst saying, how do you replace his assists and your goals? And it looks at four different kinds of players. Uh, Like, do you go for like a Galactico, which is how you end up with Mbappe and Vinicius Jr. Do you end up with um, looking at someone's numbers? who's a specifically left-footed player who creates a lot of assists and goals. And they come up with a couple of names there. None of it's like Liverpool are getting all of these people. They're doing comparisons about what's the gap that he would leave if he did leave the club. Which I, I mean, think it's is- all it's it's all hypotheticals, and they will continue to throw that stuff out there just because it's going to be clicks, and they're going to keep just you know keep but, that but, stuff up probably all year. But I think in terms of you can't really replace him. I think the, the best in my mind, the best thing you could do is go plop as much money as you need down to go get Kavicha from Napoli, and then you you probably have to buy a couple other players to try to replace all the things that he does. Um, and that and that's the conclusion they draw. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, and the th- thing they don't take. So it's their data guys who've written this. It's not uh, David Ornstein with yeah. insider crap. Um, yeah, let's leave Salah there because fortunately he's going to be with us. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see him leaving in January either. That seems, but I don't think that's going to happen either. That was kind of kicked around, and it's you know if, if we if we had a terrible first half of the year, maybe, but I, I just don't see that happening at this point. So couple of quick things um and i'll, I'll go to uh, daz on this because i know you uh have, have a real inside track on goalkeeping um i could not believe i saw this tweet from uh uh Keeve keller yesterday which is like where's ali in the ballon d'or listing it's like I, I think you've got well let's start with ramsdale martinez and edison and Tostegan. i could go on um there wasn't one in that list that you would come close to trading for allison becker that's that. That's so. Th- these awards kind of get on my, my on my tits. Mm-hmm. They always have. Ramsdale's because they were simply because he plays for Arsenal. Arsenal had a decent season. Uh, Martinez because he's a World Cup. Uh, he won the World Cup. Edison because he's perennial winner with with Manchester City. He's not even the second best goalkeeper in Brazil in my in 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 in, in my estimation. And to Stegen. Maybe someone owed him a favor because there's no fucking way he should be on that list. 
it's yeah um no that it's 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 frankly it's 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 a slap in the face he got our player of the season last year you know why because he was fucking amazing he kept us in every almost everything that it, it's uh, again it's just it's it, it's it's borderline disrespectful I wish I'd found that stat because there's a list, right? And Edison's nowhere is, and Ramsdale are way down it about number of goals you saved for your team. 10 um, points, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was, he was like way above the list. Was it, was it Kepper who was second? It was like somebody really weird, but it's, I think was, it's, um, oh, who was it? It was, um, is it Team, Team of Horn? Is that right? Oh, could have been, could have been. It yeah, wasn't any who were nominated anyway. That's the, no, short. no, no, no. I mean, it, it was, it was ridiculous. That Ramsdale won that award over him last year, and it's even more ridiculous that he's not on the list this year. It's like, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, I, I, I don't, so many of our players just happens with all the time. Like, um, for a long time, Mo wasn't getting on these lists. It's like, what are they, what are these people watching? So, yeah. Okay. yeah, well, they probably don't venture far from London or uh, or big tournaments. That's probably part of the issue. Mm. Um, Final final thing before we leave, uh, I know I think Sean, you you might have to go, but uh, you pointed out last week after we finished recording that uh, about Klopp's win stat after three hundred games is uh, at one was at one eighty eight, uh, which compares favorably to Ferguson at one eighty three and Wenger at one eighty. Um, that's pretty astonishing. It's not. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess it's 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 astonishing that he doesn't get. I mean, I didn't see people quoting that's that widely, right? Well, there aren't many managers that have, have gotten over 90 points in the Premier League ever, and he's done it a, a bunch of times since he's been here. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're just unfortunate not to win the league two of those seasons. You know, VAR has some something to do with that, too, I would say. But, um, yeah. you know, it, it, it like, in another in another world, he could easily have three Premier League titles right now, in yeah. whatever seven seasons. So, well, as Justin likes to point out, um, that's they went through a sequence of winning 103 points out of 105. That seems unlikely ever. To yeah, be. yeah. Um, even by um, people with 15 elephants in the room, 115 elephants in the room um, that we haven't talked about, fortunately today. Okay, we should probably close it there. Uh, we will be back with the. Uh, preview of the West Ham game. Um, we'll review the Wolves game. Thank you so much, Daz and Sean, for joining me today. And thank you, dear listener, for um, staying with us till the end. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share with a friend. Follow us at First Day Copites on Twitter. We only tweet and retweet from sources we think are credible. Finally, music is courtesy of Hypnotic. They're a Welsh electro-pop band, and you can find them at https colon forward slash forward slash hyperfollow.com forward slash hypnotic. Hypnotic is H-Y-P-E-N-O-T-I-C. Thanks so much to them. <laughs>